Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Scopophilia. We are the millennial movie movement. And I, of course, am your host, Becky Teller, back at it with more movie content for you. And first thing is first, let's get it out of the way. Happy Friday the 13th. There, I said it. It is Friday the 13th again here on the show. Now, bittersweet, um, because we have an amazing interview scheduled for today. It I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even think about the fact that it was Friday the 13th this week. Um, So I did not prepare a scary movie to talk about today. And I know I'm sorry. I will make it up to you in the future. I promise. Um, However, on the upside, I planned for a, you know, fun spring summer kind of movie because we are getting into the warmer months of May. Um, That being said, not only is it a fun spring and summer movie, it's a funny movie and we have a funny lady on the show. This week we have Amy Silverberg on the show. And not only that, but we are talking about Adam Sandler at his peak, at his height of comedy, I would say in the 90s, we're talking Happy Gilmore. And I mean, this film is so funny and it remains funny even now. And it's it's got nostalgia a little bit thrown into it. It's got classic Adam Sandler comedy. And as if it couldn't even get any better, we also have Amy Silverberg, uh, who is a comedian, a writer, teacher. She is on the show. She is absolutely hilarious. She had me rolling the entire time that we were speaking together. And honestly, just such a great time. So I will stop talking so that you can get into it. But I had to address the Friday the 13th concern because it took me by surprise. And usually I'm really good about remembering it. Um, But does not negate the fact that we have a spectacular interview for you guys. So much fun, so many laughs. So I'll just let you get into it and listen to the episode yourself. So without further ado, my interview with Amy Silverberg about her favorite film, Happy Gilmore. Enjoy. Scopophilia, it's the newest thing to hit the market. Defined as deriving aesthetic pleasure from looking at something, It's the new craze sweeping the nation. Taken in large doses, side effects can include an addictive nature to have more film content. If this increase occurs, consult no one and keep listening. Hey there, Scopophiliacs, and welcome back to another episode of Scopophilia, the podcast. And I'm so excited. It's been a long time in the making. We have (laughs) comedian Amy Silverberg on the show today. And so first and foremost, hi, how are you? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Uh, You just saw me drinking out of a huge jug of water. All I have around (laughs) me are huge jugs, no bottles, no clean cups or glasses. So I'm just drinking right out of a two, right out of a gallon jug. I think it's great. You know, you're staying hydrated. I'm trying to stay hydrated. All that stuff. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's one of my new things that I'm trying is to stay hydrated. <laughs> I love that. Well, and so for people who aren't necessarily, you know, familiar with your name or it's not clicking, you know, tell us a little bit. How about- dare it not click? I know. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what you do. 
Well, I'm a writer and a comedian. Uh, I also teach. So I have a PhD in creative writing and literature from USC, and I adjunct there and other places. Uh, adjunct means, you know, they don't pay you enough. And of you're course, not, yeah. And you're not faculty. <laughs> and I just sold my debut novel, uh, which will be out in 2024. So a ways away. I have to finish it first. Oh, congratulations. And thank you. The novel's <laughs> called First Time, Long Time, about a radio DJ. And uh, I'm about to record a comedy album. I'm a stand-up comedian too. So you, everyone can look for that. Right. <laughs> when it Absolutely. comes out, hopefully it goes well. That'll be at the end of the month. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I mean, of course, we're all going to be looking out for it and we will go into the links for all of that. Thank you. Know, yeah. Like, yeah. Thank of course, you. as we wrap up everything, um, that's very exciting though. And congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. it. I got to get back on Lexapro. I'm, right. I got off of it and I'm, <laughs> I'm nervous. I wasn't nervous before. <laughs> well, so our teams, um, you know, hooked us up. And, you know, scheduling conflicts aside, we made it happen. We're here. Our teams. Our teams. teams. <laughs> Sounds so professional when you say it that way. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, I'm wondering what my team's up to every day right. of the week. <laughs> wondering. Same. Yes. But well, I edit that part out so they don't right. handle that. <laughs> of me Never. wondering where my team, what they're up to every day. <laughs> I mean, so we got together and, you know, we reached out and we said, you know, what movie do you want to talk about? And I wasn't really sure. I'm never sure what somebody's going to pick. And you picked Happy Gilmore, which of course is like a classic Adam Sandler film. And so kind of explain that choice a little bit to me. Why this film instead of, you know, any other movie on the planet? I think Happy Gilmore is the movie I've seen more than any other movie. Uh, I have a Jewish older brother. As a, as a Jewish younger sister, I have a Jewish older brother. <laughs> And I grew up with my brother just watching it over and over and over again um, for whole summers. But it seemed like every summer. It didn't even feel like there was one summer. Um, and I think like all like Jewish boys of a certain age, my brother was really uh, influenced by Adam Sandler. Sure. And um, I'm and it was just the movie that seemed to be always on during my childhood. And I guess I was influenced by Adam Sandler, too. I always think it was only my brother, but he, of course, didn't. <laughs> touch comedy he's like an engineer and ah. then I became a comedian and and I don't I don't list Adam Sandler as one of my big influences but the more I think of childhood the more I think of that being kind of always on in the background yeah well and I was gonna ask too because I know obviously you do comedy and you do writing and I was wondering if that kind of like all mixed into this choice a little bit too because that's kind of his whole shtick as well as maybe like I mean I think writing really, and comedy what I'm embarrassed about is that I watch almost no movies <laughs> I'm like great so glad you're doing this podcast about movies. I'm I'm someone who reads a lot of books mm -hmm. um and I watch a lot of like shit reality tv you Love know that. I'm like the most productive person who's seen every season of MTV's The Challenge I'll just if it's oh man if it's a crap reality <laughs> show I'll watch it and I um I write TV and stuff. And so I know I need to watch more of it um, and more <laughs> movies. But Happy Gilmore is definitely the movie I've seen. Yeah, more than any any other. And I still think it holds up. Like I still I'm sure there are things that don't hold up if I but I the last time I watched it, I thought this is still really funny. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's it's fun watching those movies now because I also remember watching them like as a kid right. or like a young adult and being like, right, right. this is peak comedy. This is hilarious. Right, 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 right. And watching them now, you're like, oh, it's very, you know, late 90s comedy, right, but like right, it's right. nostalgic now. I know. And I think anything during the time that you're growing up always sort of holds a oh, absolutely. particular place. Um, but yeah, that that like late nineties will always remind me of like growing up in orange County as a Jew. <laughs> That's I'm sure why I liked Adam Sandler too. Of course. <laughs> There's not. Yeah. There, the Jews were few and far between where I grew up. Really? Yeah. Orange County is like notoriously conservative, like notoriously oh, okay. Christian. And I had like Jewish hippie parents. <laughs> they still live there. They don't, they need to stay there. So they have something to complain about. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So for our our younger listeners, because I'm assuming anyone, you know, my age and up has seen this film. Right. I know it's, it pains me to think that people haven't, won't have seen it. I know. Well, so for, for those who possibly haven't seen it, you know, kind of give us a, a short synopsis of. Well, that, you're just reminding me how I quoted when I was teaching. Yeah. Uh, it was like a short story where somebody had written about a wife and I said my wife and the students have no idea what I was talking <laughs> oh, about they were like no! looking at me like, I know I was like just like you don't know forget it I've seen like a lunatic I was like you know Borat what? and they were like we watched TikTok <laughs> not, not interested oh. um, okay so Happy Gilmore is about uh he's a hockey player but he never he has a great slap shot in hockey but he never made the hockey team because he lacks control on the ice and then his beloved grandmother gets her house repossessed and he needs to make money. And he happens upon this knowledge that he um, can drive a golf ball really far. So he enters a, a golf or, or no, he starts taking bets. And anyway, he becomes involved in golf. Why am I explaining it like this? I mean, I'm like explaining the entire plot. He becomes involved in golf, but he has a terrible temper. So it's like he's entered the sport where you're supposed to have the best manners and he has the worst manners. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing. And it's like, okay, well, is he going to bend to the sport or is the sport going to bend to him? And of course, through the course of the movie, we find that both will be true. Absolutely. Like all, like all good movies or all good <laughs> books, all good TV shows, they exist around a paradox. Absolutely. Well, and especially Adam Sandler has his own kind of brand, especially in that like time frame of like how he made movies. Mm -hmm. And so there was always this kind of like sports element usually and yeah. almost like a sports parody movie. Yeah, yeah. And that and you know what's also weird is like I've yeah. I've never seen all of Billy Madison, which I know is his famous yeah. movie that everybody loves. And yet that one kind of went over my head. But Happy Gilmore, I've seen so many. I, I think that I could play every character of Happy Gilmore. Like I could do a staged production where I run <laughs> around and do every imagine how disturbing that would be. <laughs> well, I hope when you do, Adam Sandler's in the front row so that he can watch. <laughs> I mean, now, you know, it's just like to think of now that he did, um, what was that one where he was like talking so fast and on drugs kind of diamonds? Oh, oh, uncut gems. Uncut gems. I knew you were, I knew I was just going to keep saying words, <laughs> and you, uncut gems, which I didn't see, but my parents saw and then explained it to me. So frenzied that I was like, this was more stressful I bet than <laughs> watching the movie. And I'm just like, wow, now he's really like when, when, 
we, I think we're growing up, whatever in the late nineties, he was, you know, you didn't know that he was later going to be in uncut gems or. Oh yeah. He's had a really kind of long and interesting career because for a while he was making those terrible movies. Yeah. He still is most recently, <laughs> but uh, in my childhood, he loomed as this like extremely funny, but my brother and I used to listen to, um, was it the Hanukkah song? The song? Oh, yeah. Named uh-huh. every, and, and it was like, so of course we loved it because we didn't know any Jews. That's what I realized now. But at the time, <laughs> I just thought that it was so catchy and, and we would make my mom play it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. He holds a holds a special place for me. For sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you think back on that time and there's, you know, so many great films that he was either did or was in like Waterboy's iconic now. Waterboy, right. And and in many ways problematic now, but at the time. Oh my gosh, you know, yes. Yeah, Waterboy <laughs> maybe held up the worst. Right. Of course. <laughs> it's like that one I think is probably the most problematic. Right, but right. Now you're just like, how did this get greenlit? Like right. this is really um insane. <laughs> but at the time. But it's still kind of in like that almost like sports he always takes yeah, like right. a like an offshoot it. of a sports movie i didn't yeah. make that connect and and he has this brand of comedy that's like you know those specific weird little voices yes like their <laughs> sandler friends. voice yeah i'm not gonna i'm not an impressionist so i'm not gonna do it he's always like you want to talk to the sand man you okay that was go a good impression man yeah he's like yeah he's not like that yeah it's like a whole it's it was like a style of and i and I feel that if you're right now, if you're like a Jewish man in your late 20s, early 30s, like you have a voice like that, that you do, <laughs> whether you know it or not, you know, like you just yeah. do. Absolutely. Well, maybe that's why I do funny voices all the time is because I'm I'm just like attuned to that kind of brand of comedy at this maybe, point in life. Maybe. <laughs> well, let me ask you, because this, I feel like this is such an iconic film maybe not like the most iconic in terms of like critical acclaim or whatever right. you want to call it, was, it i wonder what what were the critics saying when it came out i would be curious That's a to know great question <laughs> but what would you say and this is always a difficult question what would you say is kind of like your favorite part of this movie Oh, I have so many favorite parts. I, I mean, I, I love when I think it's Kevin Nealon who comes up beside him and up, comes up behind Adam Sandler and he's trying to help him swing and he goes all <laughs> in the hips. Or maybe that's his, um, maybe that's Chubbs who's teaching him how to golf. Oh no, now I'm I'm showing that I don't, I gotta rewatch <laughs> it. It's been a while. I love, you know, that those first golf tournaments he does and He's yeah. screaming and the ball doesn't go into the hole and he's he gets really close to the ball and he's like, ball, are you too good for your home ball? I mean, how often my brother and I quoted that about everything. Are you too good for your home ball? It's something I still, you know, absolutely. I played basketball in high school. Why? I'm five feet. You know, like we did not have a good basketball team. I was... Um, I was a point guard, but like, I, I never even made it past like JV. Like I, I, you know, stopped after my PE credits were over, I was done. But every, anytime I would shoot the ball and it wouldn't go in, I would say, get in your home ball. It was just like a, <laughs> a, a line that becomes sort of like a part of your lexicon growing up. And, and you know how like people say Shakespeare lines and they don't remember that it came from Shakespeare. Oh yeah. It's like Absolutely. that. Like, they yeah. just like say, you know, like get in your home, get in your home ball. Like, are you too good for your home? We did not even know where it came from. <laughs> Happy. The ball itself has its own energy or life force, if you will. 
Its natural environment is in the home. So why don't you send him home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. Send him home. <laughs> send him home. I just send him home. It's time to go home there, ball. Son of a bitch, Paul, why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ass, Paul! That's a good one. I One of my favorites is when Bob Barker comes on he goes, the Bob price Bart- is wrong, bitch! bitch. Yeah, no, there's so many good, so many good lines. <laughs> When Chubbs tells him about losing the hand. Oh, man. His little wood hand kind of keeps flying off. It's just like... (laughs) And um, it's the woman from Modern Family in it. Yes. Now, whose name I'm blocking on. Um, Julie Bowen. Julie Julie Bowen. Bowen. And she was like young and hot. Not that she's still not hot. Right. She's she's still hot, but she's like a hot mom. And at that time, she was like a hot news anchor or something. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It, it's so funny because I didn't even realize it until I started doing like research to prep for this interview that I linked it because IMDb has a current photo of her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the mom from my That's family. her. Yeah, yeah. No, Isn't I didn't. It, yeah, uh-uh. yeah. Did you rewatch <laughs> Happy Gilmore in preparation? Of course. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, now I want to rewatch it again. It's I did so rewatch fun. The Wedding Singer recently which is another one of my favorite romantic comedies and also holds up in many, I mean, it's from the eighties. So it's like, it still is portraying the eighties, but another, those two, those are hard for me to pick between happy Gilmore and the wedding singer. Both I've seen so many times. Yeah. And, both and solid choices too. Both solid choices. I don't want to move into a whole nother movie because I know that that's. <laughs> but in the wedding, so my brother just got married and his Aww. wedding song was the song that Adam Sandler sings Aww. to her. And I'm and it was actually very cute. And I was just yeah. like, you know, if there was any question how deeply affected you were by Adam Sandler, <laughs> you're gonna have him sing your <laughs> wedding song is my brother's like 30, uh, 35. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. so funny though. I have a girlfriend who that's how she she wanted to incorporate that song into her wedding somehow, or she always thought it'd be really cute because she did musical theater for someone to sing that to her, like to propose. And of course, I love she, she's like, how do I get someone to propose? Like, right? That? She's like, I got to plant the seeds early and right. uh, and get it ready. But and did she did it. Um, she make that happen. She did not, but okay. I'm I'm hoping she incorporates it like into the wedding. Okay, it was okay. such a yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, she yeah. said all the time. She might have to sing it to them. You she know? might I have think. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I and and when you hear that song alone, I wish we could play the song. For, or I could sing the song, but I can't. You know, and I won't <laughs> make anyone listen to my voice. But you are like, oh, that's a good, that's a good standalone song. Oh yeah, he's kind of a good songwriter. He really is, and like even because he did a comedy special not that long ago, like slightly pre-pandemic oh yeah people loved it I didn't watch yeah, it but I, it I was, know that people really liked it it was very relatable and of course he does a song about um Chris Farley which mm. just like cuts deep about right, their right. friendship but yeah he's a really great songwriter and you kind of forget in the midst of like all this other stuff that like right. he's, he's a pretty creative person which is I crazy. think he was like one of those dudes I mean I know this is like common and still happens but like he had kind of like a group of friends and all his movies. Yeah. 
you know, and all those guys, you know, like Kevin Nealon and Mm -hmm. the guy who I think he's really like wacky now, Rob Schneider. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's up to, but (laughs) we also, my brother and I also watched um, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, like many, many times, (laughs) which was Rob (laughs) Schneider. Talk about a blast from the past. That I think Adam Sandler like produced or something, probably. I don't know. Probably. On that, but. And a few others like Big Daddy, another good one. That whole oh, like group of yes. movies, you know, really I think good. that managed to have a little bit of like heart also. Yeah, I'd say so. I do want to ask you, because it's always something that interests me in terms of Adam Sandler films. And I think <laughs> I think people have kind of like touched on it a little bit here and there. Of, yeah. Like this idea that Adam Sandler is not... Hot. Stereotypically attractive. Okay, I was waiting to see what you're. Yes, say. Okay. for sure, for sure. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not like hot, quote unquote. Right, right, right. But right. he's always ending up with these outrageously gorgeous women. Right, in right. every single one of his. Right, films. right, 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 right. There is something to me though that's like very cute about him. Yeah, more so than let's say Seth Rogen, who I also like. Yeah, he's like another kind of Jewish guy ending up with really hot women um but Adam Sandler to me does have like a certain amount of charm and um I'd agree with that maybe less now when you see him like on the street in a gigantic (laughs) like basketball (laughs) shirt that looks like a nightgown that's like less but at that time like in the wedding singer I'm like he's cute like I um and I'm yeah and I and you know he does have the good voice and he has the good comedy yeah but, and I say this sense. as someone who I don't think I I um I'm I'm superficial when it comes to men. Yeah. You know? so I say that with uh, I'm I'm a tough critic. <laughs> I think all women are beautiful, and Absolutely. I think 2% of men are handsome. Yes. And, but I do find him handsome. I am attracted to him. Terry, wait! Wait! Hold on a second, babe. Yeah. You're not going for for good, are you, honey? You're going nowhere, Happy, and you're taking me with you. All you ever talk about is being a pro hockey player, but there's a problem. You're not any good. I am good. You know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. I've seen those finger paintings you bring home, and they suck! I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that. I, I, I think they're excellent finger paintings. Please, don't go. I am not spending the rest of my life with a loser. Gone. Good, then get the hell out of my life. Who needs you? Beat it. Leave me alone. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that either. I, I just yell sometimes because I get so scared. Scared of being a nobody. Why don't you just come back upstairs, honey? I'll give you the old smoochy smooch kissy wissy. Hmm? You know Happy's gonna make everything okay. I wanna kiss you all over and over and again. I wanna kiss you all over. Dun dun dun. Till the night closes in. Till the night closes in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. And I always have this kind of like dichotomy between it of like, well, that's not realistic, but also right. he's funny. So, like, of course, he's getting all of the beautiful women because well, he's funny. He's, 
like I think when I'm thinking of um, him and Drew Barrymore, and oh, then yeah. him and um, Julie Bowen, like there mm-hmm. is chemistry between them. Like I'm, I'm kind of find it believable. Whereas I think you see some other movies and you're like, there's no chemistry. Be this ugly guy, this hideous <laughs> guy, and this like hot woman. But they're right. de- especially him and Drew Barrymore. I think. Um, now I'm like talking myself into I should have picked uh, the wedding singer. But I like both of them kind of equally. Yeah. But I remember just thinking they were a really like perfect couple. I, I yeah. love Drew Barrymore too. I think she she's like a staple of the '90s, uh, late iconic. '90s, iconic late '90s person. Iconic, yes. And then they re got together for Fifty First Dates. Yes. Which I will say, I don't like that style of movie. I don't like a groundhog. Oh um, yeah, it's not that's my fair. favorite. I that's find it fair. frustrating and annoying, and I'll say <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm coming out about against Groundhog Day type movies, but I loved hot the two take. of them together. <laughs> yeah, my hot take is I don't like Groundhog Day. I don't like that style of movie. I don't want to see people living the same day over and over again. It makes me crazy. That's fair. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> uh, that's my only sensitive topic is Groundhog Day movies. I mean, it is interesting that, and I think we've kind of gone into this like Adam Sandler hole, which yeah. of course, like, you know, he wrote and basically he didn't direct it, but he wrote it and he starred in it. So like, of course, his fingerprints are all over this film. Yeah. And there's a lot of like really interesting things because you're right. There is this kind of like, conflict between is the sport going to bend to him or is he going to bend to the sport right and it's golf which i think makes it funnier honestly just no and i also think it's like (laughs) sometimes it's so simple where it's like yelling is also funny yeah i mean i'm a i'm a comedian who wishes i didn't yell on stage as much as i do but (laughs) then i will listen to clips of myself where i'm screaming into the microphone yeah and i just think yeah i mean yelling is funny If I didn't have to yell, I wouldn't probably. Right. And when he was yelling and, you know, there's that scene where he takes his caddy and he's like dancing around with him, that like blonde, funky looking caddy that I think was trying to like wash his windows. Yeah. So he like grabs the caddy and he has a good, a good shot. So he's dancing around with the caddy and then he has a bad shot. So he's like choking the caddy, you know, and and just screaming, screaming the entire time. Oh, and Shooter McGavin. Oh my gosh. One of the great villains. Yes. That was another thing. Shooter, you know, we used to, we used to walk around the house. (laughs) Like uh, a villain that sticks uh, out in my head as being a great, Villain and Ben Stiller, two, two great villains. I know, so good. When but every I always forget that Ben Stiller is in this movie, and then he comes in for like a couple scenes, and is every time it's like a shock, right? Yeah, every single he comes in with that mustache, and you're like, he's up to no good. Oh, and that's another iconic line when Grandma's like, "My fingers hurt," and he goes, uh, "Well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just <laughs> you just got yard duty or something like that." We used to say that all the time. My fingers hurt. Well, now your back's going to hurt, Grandma. Something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what makes some movies' lines so repeatable? Is it just like where you are in your life? I feel like that has to be... I don't catch myself repeating lines of comedies much anymore in my no. early 30s. <laughs> no, I I wish... To, now I'm like repeating poetry, you know? Now yeah. I'm like old and I'm quoting from novels. 
Ah, uh, well, with maturity. <laughs> yes, with maturity. You start, maybe I'm still quoting, but you start quoting different things. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's, I don't know what it is about some of those lines, but like my family is definitely one of those families who are always quoting movie lines to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, And like- Austin st- Powers was the other one that oh, my man. family always quoted. I just rewatched Austin Powers and I was like, a lot of this is still funny. Right. Those <laughs> probably two, the Adam Sandler movies and and all of the Austin Powers were the movies that we, we watched so many times. Oh yeah. It's like a time capsule at this point of like, this is what it felt like at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so and it always reminds me of like being Jewish, but maybe I just say that because, you know, it's Adam Sandler and maybe, you know, I'm sure if I was like a Christian in um, the middle of the country, I would have my own associations with it. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who's not Jewish, I don't, I kind of forget about the Jewish element of things. Right, right, right. And like rewatching them now, I think I, I try to be conscious of it because I feel like nowadays we're conscious, trying to be conscious of everything. Right. But which, yeah. yeah, you get overwhelmed by all this. Uh, yeah. I just remember thinking that it was like, yeah, there were just so few Jews where I grew up that to see Adam Sandler and he, and he looked cute and funny. It was like, Oh, you know, then I moved to LA. Oh, every Jew's here. (laughs) 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 I only drove an hour and a half away, but there were none. (laughs) Well, maybe that's also part of it too, though, because you don't necessarily see a lot of Jewish men in as being leading roles at that time. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. And the, the yeah. fact that he was creating the roles for him, they were so like Adam Sandler-y. I mean, yeah. I would I guess keep saying in different, you know, <laughs> his little voices and his yelling and the like pendulum swinging in between yelling and then doing that weird little soft high pitch, right. like whispery <laughs> voice. Yes. And I think um, in my writing now, I'm attracted to um, like I like some vulgarity, but I also like some real like heart, you know, and like tenderness. Yeah. And I see that in his stuff, even even oh, yeah. there. I'm like much less interested in um a comedy that feels mean or like that there isn't like a, a beating heart to it. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. And I think you hit on a great point that I I find myself struggling with a lot of comedies especially I'd say in like the mid 2000s, like there was Mm -hmm. a lot of like very dirty humor or like it kind of tipped the opposite way where you kind of lost a little bit of that heart. Right. And I think that's why I I I love Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld is great. It's exist in its own, you know, (laughs) like I, yeah, yeah, I do. I like it to, to, I mean, I think what I like is for it to now Mm-hmm. Is for it to reflect life, you know, yeah. which is both funny and sad. Right. And I, but, I um, think you're right. I think there's a, a, like a nice balance between those things because it is yeah. a ridiculous situation of a hockey player playing a golf tournament. Right. And a, and a ridiculous, <laughs> just the way every, like he, he goes, I remember he goes to the driving range and he's, you know, even the way he hits the ball where he like yeah. runs to it. And I remember that my brother and I trying that, like we were going to do that little hop skip, like right. it's almost verging on like magical realism, but right. you know, like verging on the absurd <laughs> where, and then the, as soon as he hits the ball, it's like, shouldn't it go so right. far, but then he has to learn to putt because that's the one thing you can't do. He's a great, <laughs> great at driving the ball. Anyway, that whole scene at putt, putt golf 
is definitely up there for me. <laughs> All right, this one's very tough. <laughs> he's laughing, he's having a good time. Good for you, yeah, laugh it up, enjoy your night. <laughs> Come on, Happy, concentrate. Beat that clown. Easy. If you can't beat the clown, how are you gonna beat Shooter McGavin? Yeah, great, you know, great villains in that movie and great mentor in that mm, movie. Yeah. It really kind of follows the old school, like, hero's journey. Oh, for sure. And it it does kind of, like, draw on, like, different films. Like, I think, um, oh, man, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's The Greatest Game Ever Played or something with Matt Damon. But it's like a golf film, but it has that same kind of, like, you know, you're going to go up against whoever and you need to train and you need to do it. And it kind of has like those, those classic sports tropes and cliches Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of flips them on like, in like Chubbs is a character. Mm -hmm. He goes, I was a great and I lost my hand to an alligator. (laughs) Yeah. And then he holds up that hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much like, yeah, so much absurdity, but that like works in that movie. Yeah. It is. It's kind of like a little bit of like a satire in a way. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It knows where it's pulling you, from. You don't know that when you're watching, like growing up, you know. However, right. you just you're when you're like, I wonder what kids would think of that movie now if they watched it for the first time. I should just make my students watch Happy Gilmore for no reason. I'll be like, what? now <laughs> we're all going to watch Happy Gilmore. <laughs> sure, well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like you could f- figure out some kind of writing exercise about right. it. Yeah. Right. Right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can figure out an exercise about anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, you, um, like watch the film and then write a, write a press cover about Happy Gilmore as yeah, a, right, as yeah, a golf right. player. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, the nice thing is that like looking back on it, it's like you said, it's, it's aged very well and it's yeah. still funny while yeah. being like kind of cleverly funny too. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like also, really stupid. I think the, um, you know, uh, I guess this is the whole thing. Cause he has such a terrible temper, but then we see him be so tender with his grandma. Yeah. I mean, and he loves his grandma more than anybody else. Um, yeah. Oh, even like the beginning part where it's like, a home movie kind of oh yeah uh-huh and we see his father and his you know in the nail gun you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. um like andre the giant anyway uh <laughs> i think i just remember thinking like i was very moved by his relationship with his grandmother when you know i was close with my grandmas and just i like the idea of a man who's um yelling at other men but is nice to his grandma yeah it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, he puts her in this this old folks' home where he thinks she's going to be safe. And then there's yeah. Ben Stiller, who's so evil. 
It, it Well, yeah, I think it also it kind of gives him layers, right? Because if he was just, you know, screaming and trying to make money all the time, I don't think we would like him very much. But no, the fact, no, yeah, no. The fact well, that he kind of, And I think he doesn't care, like, at least in the way I'm remembering the movie, he doesn't, he's not like motivated by money. He's right. motivated by getting money for his grandmother. He's like, he's motivated by love, right? Like, he's, he's like, my grandma, I love her more than anybody else. Right. Kind of sweet. It's super sweet. And like it, you immediately are on his side because right, you're like, right. oh, he's trying to, you know, buy the house that his grandfather built. Like that is something that we can all get behind. And he's an underdog on top of it. We always yeah. love an underdog story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's like a big Adam Sandler thing is he's um, water boy, certainly an underdog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think in the wedding singer too. Yeah. I'm forgetting the rest of his movie. Oh, Billy Madison. Billy he was Madison. a rich kid, but he didn't. Um, again, Billy Madison is the one that like slipped by me and it's the <laughs> one that everybody loves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, movie. I mean, even, you know, Mr. Deeds, he's like, you know, oh, Mr. has Deeds. no money. Right. When he comes Mr. Up. Deeds. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love. Did that come later? That was like later Adam Sandler, I think. A little bit. Of. Yeah. It's but again, like, he's like angry and yelling. Right. <laughs> well, I've heard also that he has a little bit of a temper out of Sandler that he like is open about that. He has this temper that he's always trying to kind of work on. Like I I think that tracks quick to yell, but quick to apologize. Mm. At least he owns it. I'm like Howard Stern. Yeah. And I'm also, um, I'm a Howard Stern. (laughs) Uh, Humiliating. He definitely seems like the kind of guy who just like is an open book, you know. I, I just see him walking around with those huge basketball those shorts, huge shirts, and, and you know, because I said it only twenty minutes ago. I played basketball, right? And, and so <laughs> I, I must have felt connected to that. Like, Obviously, yeah. Jews are always terrible at basketball, and yet we insist on trying to play. Yeah, the Jews aren't known for their <laughs> athletics. I think as a stereotype. <laughs> As a, as a people. Oh, man. I mean, what else can we say about, like, the film? Because I feel like there's so many iconic parts to this film. Because you've got, like, this, like, humble beginnings and then, like, golf, 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 golf. And then putt, putt, golf. And then, like, a redemption arc at the end. And then a dream yeah. sequence. It's like it has a little bit of a sprinkling of everything for you. Yeah. I'm thinking about the prank they pull on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where they're like, you know, come to the um, the green, whatever. Yeah, it's like the, the 18th hole or something like that. On the 18th like hole, and yeah. like comes, and then the sprinklers. Oh, another um, iconic line of where he goes, um, I Shooter McGavin goes, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Oh, yeah. And he goes, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? For breakfast. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it really does have... Everything. I mean, I, I was noticing this about, um, I think, those movies in the late 90s. I'm thinking of The Wedding Singer 2. Yeah. And Happy Gilmore of, like, when I was trying to write a movie, I watched those movies again because I thought I knew them so well. And now that I was trying to teach myself structure, I could, like, watch the structure. Like, take, you know, like, I... I oh, yeah. Like, a little nerd... I outlined every, I was like, okay, this is act one, you know, yes. uh, now I'm again going to talk about a different movie that we didn't decide, but I'm in wedding here, like I'm in the end of act, whatever, the, the, the inciting incident, his wife right. is left at the altar and, 
And it's so true of Happy Gilmore that all of those moments are really clear. It's like runs the clear sort of. Oh, sometimes you watch a movie that's really good and you can't quite tell. Um, yeah. Like what's the inside incident here? You know, it's almost like too, too buried. And in those movies, it's so, the inciting incident is his grandmother's house is being taken away. And right. then he discovers he's, um, can hit the golf ball. Honestly, is that the inciting incident? I, I obviously don't, I don't. I'm not that. I don't teach screenwriting for a reason, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, I, th- I would say his grandmother's house getting repossessed by the IRS because she hasn't paid taxes oh, in right, 10 years. Because, and then that's never dealt with. She's just like, and she's so cute. That grandma, I'm sure she's not alive anymore because she was already like a little grandma. Yeah, let's see. Then, oh no. What if she still was alive? That would be amazing. But he's like, Grandma, you didn't pay taxes? And she was just like, well, I don't know. Right. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, you know what? Frances I, Bay. She I died think she in 2011. she was the wedding singer, too. Was she? I think she's the, the woman who pays him in meatballs, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I was just... Yeah. <laughs> that's so... See, he even... When he has, like, a group of men in every show, he has a group of... Um, of... Uh, what's it? Uh, old women, too. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Hey, hey, hey. You're, you're making me want to rewatch it. I know. Well, it sounds like you're going to have an Adam Sandler marathon after this, which yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. jealous about. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I should probably watch um, Billy Madison, but I've never seen Mr. Deeds. Oh, it's Maybe great. That's the one I should watch. It's great. I think it is so We, we need funny. to make a definitive, you and me on this podcast today, <laughs> have to make the definitive ranking on the Adam Sandler late 90s movies. Maybe I'll, I haven't seen the newer ones, the ones I, that are like on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't seen a decent amount of them. Like, I think I did watch bits and pieces of Just Go With It that he did with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and I lo- see, and I love Jennifer Aniston. I, I heard that was a bad her. movie, but I bet I would enjoy it. <laughs> you know i would i would uh yeah yeah I for would sure yeah she's Mr. similar her and um reese witherspoon mm. and drew barrymore and there's a few other like kirsten dunst i'm like i'll watch oh, yeah. anything you're in <laughs> i'm i'm you got me i'll watch it right <laughs> there's some good ones and i mean I, I put Winona Ryder into that category for okay, me. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking, oh. like, I was thinking more, like, and I say this with all due respect to yeah. all of the women that I just mentioned, basic, basic-y, kind of yeah. like girl next door, you know? Sure. Yeah. Winona Ryder to me has a little bit more edge. She does. Like, she's Absolutely. less rom-com. I'm, I'm talking, like, if we go straight. Straight rom-com. Rom-com women. Hmm. Meg Ryan is like the old school rom com woman. You yeah. Know? That's, I mean, that's you like late 80s, better. early 90s. Uh, I mean, yeah. you've got mail to me even better oh. than Sleepless in Seattle. That's oof, you've that's got mail. It did something to me in particular because of like the the good writing, you know, when they're. Oh, when they're, yeah. You know? And I'm like, that's Absolutely. that's what I was convinced that I would fall in love with was like a great writer <laughs> who was like emailing me. Instead, my boyfriend like doesn't own a book. <laughs> <laughs> he works in sports he has one book it's about kobe bryant it's probably, he's probably never even read the whole thing it's like filled with pictures and i'm like how did this happen right yeah he read a, a short story of mine that came out in a in a magazine that i'd always wanted to be in so he like knew it was a big deal to me yeah. if know about fiction it's called the parish review it was like a dream of mine so he read it and he goes oh, so descriptive 
And I was like, that's your comment? <laughs> so descriptive. He was like, you just, wow. Like you had a description about everything. Anyway. Opposites attract, man. I, mean, I, I, can tell you. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like watching You've Got Mail and I'm like, I was meant to be with Tom Hanks and yet something <laughs> happened. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of really good. I always, and maybe it's just the nostalgia element of things, but there's something about movies made in the 90s that I just gravitate towards too. Like, yeah, well, you're also making me think like they all, like all of those movies, like, do we have as many good romantic comedies anymore? Because I feel like Happy Gilmore in its way is like a romantic comedy because there is a love interest. Yeah. Like, portion to it and of course the wedding singer is like all romantic comedy but I'm just yeah, like for sure and I like I liked Adam Sandler as a leading man like I you know I bought that yeah I mean I think in especially in like the late 2000s there were a lot of romantic comedies that were like this isn't real like nothing about these people feel real and so at least in like Adam Sandler and like like when Harry Met Sally is a great example. Yeah. But, Billy yeah. Crystal isn't like your typical, you know, boy mm-hmm. next door, like mm-hmm. hunk, mm-hmm. but it works. And like both of those men are extremely charming in yeah. these films. Yeah, and they're yeah, fun yeah. and they're funny. And like, yeah. there's something relatable well, Tom about Hanks that. is like cute, but he's not like Ryan Reynolds. Right. You know? <laughs> but he's so like lovable. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think you could make an argument that Happy Gilmore is a romantic comedy. In this essay, I will <laughs> argue. What's your thesis point. statement? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, yeah, my, my dissertation on how <laughs> Happy Gilmore is a romantic comedy. And Adam Sandler is a leading man. Yes, I need five sources. Uh, MLA yeah, 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 yeah. Citations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I see my students, they're like enlarging the periods. Oh, so that they can and like shrinking them. And I'm like, I don't care if it was a half a page less. I wouldn't have. I, I'm barely right. reading these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading these as quickly as possible while like MTV's The Challenge is on in the back. Right. You can do whatever you want. I'm not like using a, you know, a measuring tape. I just, oh man, that's the oldest trick in the book. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're still doing that. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, especially if you're, you know, now you're teaching with students, you probably mm-hmm. should see Billy Madison because that's like the whole deal is I know, his love I interest know. as a teacher. Right. Who plays his love interest in that? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I'd love to answer that question for you. <laughs> it's always like blonde women. Yeah. Maybe I have a chance. Maybe. You never know. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some brunette don't feel left out in one of his movies (laughs) well mr deeds she has like it's winona riders and miss mr oh winona oh oh so that's why you brought up winona yeah yeah i thought you're just randomly saying winona Ryder. i mean i i'll always bring up winona Ryder when i right and i was like yeah for sure (laughs) but she has like these like chunky blonde highlights so i guess that's kind of the closest that you could probably yeah 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 uh, Bridget Wilson is his love interest in Billy Madison. I gotta look her up. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know we're kind of getting close to the end of our time here, but we've had a great time, or at least I have. <laughs> I've had a great time. Yeah. What if I was like, no. Right. <laughs> I've been like, okay. No. Thank you so much for coming on the show. No, I had a great time. 
And next time you come on, we'll have to do Wedding Singer. Since it yeah, sounds like I know. You, need, you, I mean, to... you might have to do the dash in this title and be like, Happy Gilmore <laughs> slash Wedding Singer. Yeah. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I, I watched The Wedding Singer most recently, but Happy mm. Gilmore, I might, my ballpark guess on how many times I've seen Happy Gilmore is over 100. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> what is the movie you've seen more than any other movie? Like personally? Yeah. Oh, oof. That's like, a is great question. Or is, that, is it more like 365, like, you know, a year's worth? Ugh, yeah, I don't know. I would have to really think about that because I'm trying to think like in terms of like movies I watched as a kid, and, which would probably be like Swan Princess was a big one back then. Or, you know, later on in life, I'd probably say like Adam's Family Values is a good one that I watch mm. like all the time when I'm sad. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's. A I'm hard hearing one. you. I'm still like, yeah, it's got to be Happy Gilmore for me. Yeah, when I when I <laughs> am thinking of, I've definitely seen some like true romantic comedies a lot, like um, <laughs> like a teenage movie based on a Shakespeare. Oh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, Ten Things I Hate About You. That's I a think great I've seen that one. a ton. Maybe How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I've seen oh, a lot. Oh, that's a good one too. I've also seen when Harry Met Sally a lot. I love when Harry and my best friend's wedding. Yeah, like kind of a lot of those sort of yeah romantic comedies. When I'm I was seeing a theme for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love love. I'm bad at commitment in my personal life, but I like <laughs> I like watching. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it. Maybe hard to say. Difficult for me in yeah. my personal life. But if you ask anyone I've ever dated, they would be like, yeah, no, she's nightmarish when it comes to <laughs> making any kind of a commitment with her, but Amazing. we will watch it. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> well, I mean, so we're getting, we're getting close to the end of our time. And so I do want to, you know, where can we find you? Are you on the socials? Do you have I'm dates? on all the socials. I'm recently on TikTok, which is humiliating. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I'm on it. I'm trying to like commune with the youth. <laughs> and I'm just at my name on everything, Amy Silverberg. Uh, I have a website, www.amysilverberg.com. And when is this coming out? Uh, I think we're slated for, I can tell you the exact date. We are slated for May 13th. Oh, okay. You can point. buy my album. I think it'll come out soon. It's recording at the end of this month. Oh, amazing. So um, then by the time this comes out, it should be. It should be at least, at least I'll know. At least right. you can find out when it will come out. And Absolutely. You, you can hear me talk about um, how I can't commit, but that I love to read. <laughs> and that I date someone who can't read. <laughs> amazing. Well, I mean, first and foremost, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was honestly so much fun. And I love being able to talk about these kinds of films. And I don't Thank get to do it Thank you for having enough. me. I had so much fun. Thank you to our teams. Thank you to our teams <laughs> for getting this together. Thank you to our teams for um, getting this together. You might want to edit this out too, but I'm always hounding um, Maggie's uh, assistant to get a drink with me because I like to go to drinks with all the assistants of my reps because I think, you know, 
it's good. Uh, the assistants are who do, do all the work anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> he never responds. I think he thinks I'm like stalking him. <laughs> I'm always like, we should get a drink. And he's like, okay, you need to call this number at blah, 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 blah for right. this meeting. And I'm like, why are you ignoring every time I say we should get a drink? Like, I'm not trying to be weird. Right. <laughs> and if you were a girl, this would be so much easier. All the girls want to go to drinks with me. Easy. Right. <laughs> he's like, okay, what is this girl up to? Right. <laughs> what is this old woman trying to do? <laughs> I'm 23 and she's trying to trick me into going to a drink with her. Obviously. Anyway, it's a trap. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to trap you into anything. <laughs> just have a drink with her. Yeah. Just have a drink with me. <laughs> That's all. Amazing. Or don't. I don't know. Have a Diet Coke. Have an ice cream. It doesn't have to be a drink. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I mean, thank you again. I can't say thank you enough. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yeah, finally. And finally. We we're chasing each other around. Thank you. Oh, of course. Anytime. And like I said, we're, we're going to book you for next season to do Wedding Singer. It's going to be not. Okay, perfect. Maybe I'll watch like another movie by then, like a new movie. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to the theater and watch a movie. Absolutely I'll have, not. I'll, I'll Absolutely have something not. to come out in the last five years to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I'm no, rejected. No, I'm, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brain can't hold it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you. Another huge thank you to Amy Silverberg for coming on the show and talking about one of her favorite films, Happy Gilmore. Now, obviously, I was 100% serious when I asked her to come back for Wedding Singer, which is absolutely perfect because I'm already prepping for next season because... Next season's coming out the same time as my wedding. So the theme is on point already. Um, but now we just have to book it and get it on the, get it on the calendar and get her back in here because it was so much fun to chat with her. My face hurt from laughing so much and I'm so excited to see that the projects that she is doing uh, soon in the future, like any day now. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm tagging her on the socials. Um, additionally, she has all of the links in her bio on Instagram um, at Amy Silverberg. Of course, her book is forthcoming. Um, all of the good things. I'm so excited to, you know, see the things that she has been putting out because she's so, so funny. And of course, since you're already on the internet looking at Amy's things, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to our show here because it helps us out a lot. And I love hearing from you guys, obviously. Um, additionally, if you like the show, we have three other seasons and a summer session that you can listen to, of course. Uh, catch up, get into the conversation, and let's do this thing. And if you have already listened to all of the episodes, like there's nothing else out yet. You're waiting episode to episode for more content. I got you. I mean, you know, it's it's not an episode, but it's something. You can, of course, follow us on Instagram at Scopophilia underscore podcast, or you can also check us out on TikTok at Scopophilia the podcast. Of course, Instagram is where I do the majority of my updating on the show. Uh, so episode announcements, guest announcements, things going on, all of those kind of things to keep up with are usually there. And TikTok is really just for fun. That's really just for me. Uh, but feel free to follow those and get in on the conversation. Uh, obviously, I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to ask any questions, um, movie recommendations, tag guests. Like, let's see what happens. And uh, and let's, you know, like I said, let's do this thing. 
Lastly, of course, uh, you've, you know, you've rated, you've reviewed, you've subscribed, you're following us on the socials. The only other thing that I should mention is that we do have merchandise that you can buy. Uh, there is a link in our Instagram bio, as well as you can go to ncpodcasts.com slash scopophilia. Um, the link is there. But we have hats, we have shirts, and we have tote bags, all with our logo and our name on them. Because if you need to have more and you need people to ask you about scopophilia so that you can talk about it, this is the perfect uh, icebreaker, if you will. And lastly, since you have your merch and your Instagram and all of those good things, what else could I possibly offer you? that's a great question, um, but I am asking you to make sure that you're telling your friends and your family and your family of friends and your friends of family about the show so that way you guys can talk about it and we can talk about it and they can talk about it and basically just have a great discussion between all of us. As always, I'm your host, Becky Teller, leading the millennial movie movement here on Scopophilia, and I'll see you all next Friday. Bye!